It went back to inside four walls. Now, yeah, Jared Kushner and Ivanka were duds. Now, I will say, Jared Kushner did masterfully handle the Abraham Accords, and now that that part of his... Now that his full capacity necessities have been used, it good riddance to him. Now, we did have the report, and Trump said, oh, well, you know, I love my kids, but they have other things to be doing. They, they won't be working with my campaign. So I thought it'd be better to let them go on and, you know, free them of the burden of working on my campaign. To which they said, oh, we quit. We don't want to work on the campaign. And then there was a lot of argument about, Oh, did they quit? You know, Trump said, well, no, I, I just told them they don't have to worry about it. I let them go. I don't really know who the, both sides are talking in ways that both sides seem like they would behave. So it's he said, she said. Ultimately, it's kind of irrelevant, but it does show a massive rift because getting rid of these two is something that a lot of people in the Trump administration and like in the very populist side of politics were trying to do for a long time and again they backed up a little bit after like the abraham accords happened because a lot of people were like wow okay look something good can come of this guy all right we'll give it a chance but then it was just dud after dud after dud since then he didn't give off much emotion and she seemed like a bit of a fucking ditz and came off really fucking bratty most of the time and not even like in a fun kind of way but just in like a really shitty obnoxious paris hilton-y kind of way unfortunately but michael cohen trump's former attorney the guy who keeps defending stormy daniels only to get laughed out of court after court after court and has basically destroyed his reputation is now coming out saying that quote or a headline goes michael cohen thinks jared kushner and ivanka trump are jack smith's inside moles now as soon as i saw this headline my uh bullshit radar went off for one very specific reason Michael Cohen supposedly wants to make sure Trump goes down, right? So why would you come out and oust who you think the moles are? This would only hurt the case, right? Now, naming the moles in a prosecution or an investigation that would possibly, according to all these outlets, right, lead to Trump's permanent arrest because, you know, the walls are perpetually closing in and whatnot. Well... I guess the question comes down to if you're really t interested in that all, at any cost, regardless of who it is, take Trump down. Why would you come forward and try to name the moles? Now, there's a few angles to this one. Perhaps, you know, Cohen wants to be the reason Trump goes down. Not this fucking Jack Smith asshole. Fuck him. Mm, but there, there's cases that they overlap on with each other. So they have to have maintain a functional relationship. That can't be it. The other side of that is, what if this is just to cause a rift? It's a bluff, you know, uh, uh, just uh, a little, a little Munchelian play, the fuck up the, the fuck up the board. But these two are already not part of Trump's campaign, so this doesn't seem to make sense either. Could a corrupt, lying attorney just be a lying, corrupt attorney? Possibly. As you can tell, I have a few thoughts on this one. I don't really know which one I fall on. I tend to lean towards this being a bit of a bullshit story, but this is being circulated right now. This is being talked about, and I thought it was interesting because I feel like, I don't know, this could become a bigger talking point in the future, either to discredit Jack Smith and Michael Cohen, or, should it be true, 
it raises a whole bevy, a real plethora of other fucking problems and questions and concerns about this. What do you guys think? I'm basically said what I thought about it. You know, I ran through these thoughts in my head about what could this be? Why is this happening? But let's get into this immediately short article. Article by Travis Getty over here at Raw Story, a left rag. But again, it is the left pump pumping out this article. I found out about this because I was happily minding my own business and someone uh, someone I know came to me and was like, so, Trump's so bad his own daughter wants him locked up. I was like, lol, what? Sorry, I was minding my own business, so he just came up here all schizophrenic on me. What, what happened? And then I was greeted with this story, and I read through a couple, and I was like, mm, doesn't exactly pass a sniff test. But let's get into it. And let me know what you guys think by the end of the story. Or just tell me right now. Either way, it's fine. Jared Kushner testified before a grand jury investigating the January 6th insurrection. But former President Donald Trump's attorney, Michael Cohen, believes the ex-president's son-in-law has been talking all along to investigators. Again, leading with the insurrection verbiage and language is, is disingenuous and again adds to my suspicions of the legitimacy to this when the fbi comes out time and time again and says yeah we can't really find much of anything to suggest that this was pre-planned being pre-planned is sort of one of the core things necessary for an insurrection yikes and then all the things that have come out since then you rattling them off now would be old hat to you Let's just continue on. Special counsel Jack Smith's team reportedly asked the former White House official whether Trump's genuinely believed he had won the 2020 election or whether he knows his fraud claims were bogus. And Cohen told CNN that Kushner wouldn't have been asked to appear unless investigators felt confident that he could help establish corrupt intent. Again, that's not true. He could just be a witness. He could just be testifying. We'll just have to see what happens. This won't go to trial until next week. Quote, Why would Jack Smith bring Jared Kushner to the table unless you already knew what Jared is going to say? Well, let's say they already know what he's going to say. It is important to have it on record that the person whose story you know is told to you by the person, like, you know, the person themselves. So that you know your version of their story and their story are the same. You're an attorney. I'm not. You know, this isn't a hard thing to wrap your head around at this point in time. It's pretty straightforward. He could be a witness. He could just be testifying. Now, they're pretty sleazy and they've never rubbed me the right way. So, I'm not ruling out the possibility that they're snitches. Sure. I mean, Trump's own nephew, who he partially raised, wrote that book about him, and then vanished into the night when she, when it all got debunked, and she had, and she just slinked away with her money. No refunds should be the liberal slogan at this point. Now, moving on. Cohen said, "Quote: There is no way that Jack Smith brought Jared in there to impeach. You know, the information or the testimony that he has." That is just not 
how the grand jury system works. Again, but if this person is the mole, if you really think they're the mole and your intent, Cohen, is to have Trump locked away at all, you know, no matter who it does, as long as it's done. Why are you coming out saying this? Either you don't believe this to be true or you're trying to sabotage something. And I'm just curious. I'm so curious. Because we're talking about we're talking about a bad actor talking about another bad actor. It's interesting, is it not? Kushner can't be happy that he's been pulled back into his father-in-law's business, Cohen said. But he believes both he and Ivanka Trump have been spilling secrets about the former president since leaving the White House. And that's all they have to go off of. Quote, look, the entire familiar relationship has gone south, Cohen said. We see Jared and Ivanka stepping away and... I said it on CNN pro- on the CNN program about a year ago that I do believe that Jared and Ivanka were the inside moles. Not that I have any information to prove it exactly. It's hearsay, but that has not stopped tons of outlets from running with the story, unfortunately. Moving on. Jared does not want to see the inside of a prison cell. He knows what it's like uh, <laughs> through his father's eyes. He knows how difficult it was for him and his siblings. He doesn't want to do the same thing to his children. That's a threat. (laughs) That's a threat. Hey, Jared. Now, reading it in this context, does it almost sound like it's an invitation to come testify? Yeah, bud. You might get called into court. Hey, bud, you better just play ball. Wouldn't it be a shame we went after your kids next? Interesting verbiage. Interesting thing to say, right? Yeah. Again, what's going on here? It's dubious, no matter how you look at it. It's all hearsay being pushed by one of the main people trying to lock Trump up right now. So, audience, what do you think? What's going on with this? Now, let's get back into it. Information to prove it. It's all his eyes. Difficult for him. Siblings. Children. Cohen believes that Kushner has been working with investigators to keep the heat off himself. Quote, I have always believed it, and especially the fact, and why have you never said it before? And why would you only say it now when it could harm the looming indictment for the January 6th investigations? I'm just curious why you're uh, doing this now of all times. And especially the fact that Jared was always known in the White House as as the secretary of everything. And with all the things that went on, how come there is no investigation into Jared, Cohen said, quote, He comes out several months later. He's got two billion from the Saudis, a couple hundred million. That, that is a very valid question, actually. I have no pushback. That is just a very valid fucking point, actually. From the Saudis, couple hundred million from the other Gulf Coast country. There's no investigation into that relationship between him and the Saudis. What he has absolutely no capability. Yeah. And he has never run anybody's money before. To the point that the finance committee, uh, the finance committee of the Saudi investment authorities said, he doesn't meet our criteria, but there is no investigation. Story is true. 
So Jared Kushner was in the hot seat before the grand jury. Someone you know also. How do you think he felt about being there? So this is puzzling to me because we all have to acknowledge that Jack Smith is a consummate professional. And being someone who has been before the grand jury, why would Jack Smith bring Jared Kushner? You weren't before this grand jury. No, okay. to a different grand jury, to the uh, Manhattan yeah. DA. Why would, why would Jack Smith bring Jared Kushner to the table unless he already knew what Jared is going to say? And Ellie, of course, could speak to that uh, at greater length. But there's no way that Jack Smith brought Jared in there to impeach you know, the information or the testimony that he has. That's just not how the grand jury system works. So the reason you put Jared Kushner in the, in the grand jury is to find out what he has to say. Something You can use the grand jury to explore. Sometimes you take exactly. a who you know might be a problem saying. for you. You might give testimony favorable to the defendant. Great. Let me find that out now. Let me know what's coming. And I think all of this really sort of highlights why this is a more difficult case when we get to intent than the documents case, right? The documents case, you can prove his intent by the fact that he had it, by his statements, by his effort to obstruct, by the uh, audio tapes of mm -hmm. him talking about the information. It, it's a good example of why this is a trickier case for, pro not impossible, but trickier case for prosecutors. I agree with him. I can't argue with Ellie on that one. Jared Kushner, um, how do you think he feels about being pulled back in like Godfather 3? Every time he thinks he's out, he's back, you know, he gets pulled back in. Sure. Uh, he's unhappy about it. Look, the entire familial relationship has gone... Careful with the Godfather references, dude. Remember the last time a CNN anchor made a Godfather reference? It turned out that being called Fredo is the N-word for Italians. Good news. If you call him Guinea... Apparently, it's less offensive, and I say this as somebody, look, I'm not, when I say I'm black, it refers to, like, the tiny little, like, Elizabeth Warren chunk of Italian in me. <coughs> but, I'm mad if you're mad about what happened in New York. You know what? I meant to record that. I actually have an episode about that somewhere, but the audio was fucked up, so I didn't upload my recording about the New York pizza uh, situation where they banned the, the ovens. But... Rewind this slightly here. I'm happy about it. Look, the entire familial relationship has gone south. You see Jared in... Yeah, sure. Uh, he's unhappy about it. Look, the entire familial relationship has gone south. You see Jared and Ivanka uh, stepping away. And I said it on a CNN program with Allison Camrata about a year ago that I do believe that Jared and Ivanka... Yeah, no idea why, but that, that train of thought's gone. Now I remember. Yeah, um... For some context. When, um... It was a joke, it was a meme on the internet, but the media wasn't informed of the meme aspect of it first. But, if you've ever seen The Godfather, the brother, the wimpy, pathetic, cowardly, scrawny, measly brother, the, the feckless think in The Godfather, is named Fredo. It's like Fre Fredo Famucci or whatever, you know. Now... By the way, just for how over top it is, I actually like the third Godfather. It's just super over the top. I, I like bad films. I like the room before everyone else was into it. Hipster, you know what I mean? As uh, Marlon's been saying lately, I'm I'm an apps. I'm I'm gay as fuck. I'm a hipster fig. I knew about Tommy Wiseau before PewDiePie introduced the whole world to him. <laughs> Off the point, but. You know, since Chris Cuomo was seen as, like, the less capable, you know, like, sidekick, assistant. You know, he was seen as this pathetic, bro like, brother. He was the lesser Cuomo brother. So Chris Cuomo got called Fredo. 
Meanwhile, you know, Andrew Cuomo is like buddy with all these mafia guys, is writing this shit in New York. Everyone thinks he's gonna become president, and all these like ma- all these people who keep seeming to have dirt on him just vanish. It was a wild time when he was in charge of shit. So he got called Fredo, and then he got busted outside of his house. And at the time, Chris Cuomo was supposed to be in, under quarantine, right, because he had COVID, allegedly. But he was seen in public, and after a back and forth where he had threatened the guy who called him out, who just was on the sidewalk or going through like a little like public area, it was like an outside nature trail, that this uh, a part like a part of Cuomo's property lined up like backed up against this like public property line. You know, I've heard it back and forth. It really depends on if you read left or right article, but nothing much came of it other than a multi, you, you know. Chris Cuomo, a prominent anchor, threatening a presumably fan, considering this guy knew all these little details about him, and all the articles afterwards said this guy was a longtime fan of CNN. Anyway, you know, after the back and forth, the fan called him Fredo, and then he goes, Do you know what it is when we call us Fredo? That's the fucking N word for Italians. No, it's not. I know, like, actual Italians, like, bloodborne, like, 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 motherfuckers just, like, they're. They were born here, but, like, their mom and dad, at least their dad, is straight-up Italian. Like, moved here when he was 30. And then had his kids after, like, a year or two after moving here. Started a family. So, like, no, it's not. I mean, no one's gonna be like being called anyone with the association being a weak, frail fucking character. But, you know, just in general. Sure. Uh, he's unhappy about it. Look, the entire familial relationship has gone south. You see Jared and Ivanka uh, stepping away. And I said it on uh, seeing a program with Alison Camrata about a year ago that I do believe that Jared and Ivanka were the inside moles. Um, not that I have any information to prove it. But you think they were the ones yes. talking to? Yes, because Jared does not want to see the inside of a prison cell. He knows what it's like through his father's eyes. His he knows father's how difficult it, yeah. it was for him and his siblings. He doesn't want to do the same thing to his children. I've always believed it, especially the fact that Jared was always known in the White House as the secretary of everything. And with all the things that went on, how come there's no investigation into Jared? He comes out several months later. He's got two billion from the Saudis, a couple hundred million from the other Gulf Coast countries. It's a fair there's question, no investigation actually. Into in- as a very fair question, actually. Uh, we don't know where he got that money from. It, 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 that, that is a... Uh, you don't have much pushback for that. It's a very valid question. And is it money from oil? Like, What kind of deals were done? Like, Where did he get that from? I, I, I do find myself very curious about that. Now, there is also the possibility that it was like, a, yeah, you know, oh, yeah, well, you know, I can't pursue that business interest now because it would be a conflict of interest. But when I'm out of here, I'd be happy to talk to you about that. You could have easily made connections while in the White House. I'm just giving a generous connection, a generous idea, you know. It could also be that Jared Kushner is like the mannequin, less interesting version of Hunter Biden doing all these shady business dealings. But I feel like at this point in time, if that was a deal, we would know about it by now. But we'll see. Also, a lot of people bring up Michael Cohen and be like, yeah, well, he's Trump's ex-lawyer. He got fired. Like... Dude, he got fired before Trump was elected president in 2016. So to sit here and act like because he's Trump's former attorney, he has any inside information into the Trump White House is the most ludicrous shit ever. To the relationship between him and Saudi when he has absolutely no capability and he has never run anybody's money before to the point that the finance committee of the Saudi Investment Authority said... 
he doesn't meet our criteria yeah, no, until Mohammed bin Salman yeah. turned around and said, no, no, give him the money. But there's no investigation. There is one thing you just said, Ellie, that I, that I want you to weigh in on here, because Michael was suggesting that Jared will tell the truth or say whatever is really happening to the prosecutors because he doesn't want to end up in prison because his father, Charlie Kushner, did serve time. So Jared's going to be careful to be honest to the investigators. That is true. Doesn't that mean if he's telling them that Donald but Trump always believed he won the... I don't know much about Jared Kushner's father's case. I, I know there is something to that, but... All I know about it in full transparency, I, I got it from listening to Dave Smith talk about it forever ago, and the details of which have been long gone from my memory. So I'm not going to sit here and act like I, uh, one way or another on that. I just don't know. Though, it, I, uh, I have talked about this before. We really don't know where a lot of this money came from when it came to Jared Kushner. And like a lot of first son, you know, or first family members, goes in, already kind of wealthy, leaves a fascinatingly large amount of money multiple times worth worth multiple times more leaving than he did going in especially when you consider he wasn't in like a prominent like a prominent role but not like in an elected role an appointed role and then within a month within a couple years of leaving this uh you know leaving this position he's rolling and raking in all this dough it is a little dubious it is fucking suspicious i absolutely agree and there should be an investigation into it you know, I don't disagree. A person can lose my support at a drop of a hat. Not because I'm disloyal. No, 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 no. Nothing like that at all. No. People can lose my support if I find out they've been lying to me. And I operate, you know, as much hopium and copium and white pilling as I try to do on this show. Because I, I genuinely am very optimistic and believe we will get through this. And I've been saying this on this show since... 2020. There's a reason why I've been referencing my old material a lot more lately. Working on something with it. Anyway. It, I, I genuinely believe things are going to get better soon. You know, and right now we're having some wins. We're going to have a, a couple of these. It's going to be a back and forth. You know, for the next couple of years, you're, you're going to have a pretty intense yanking match. People are going to tug left. People are going to tug right. You know, there's both while both sides are gearing up, they're pushing each other. It, again, we are getting the culture war and the political climate we were deprived of in 2020. Keep that in mind. Uh, this is slightly off topic here, but this episode is basically over, so I want to throw this out there while, while I'm on this topic. I talked about this, talked about this in 2020. The reason why everything was... 2020 was such an, a depressing election cycle. There wasn't really much curiosity. Everyone just kind of assumed Trump would win and then Trump lost. People just celebrated or they were like, how did that happen? That doesn't seem right. You know, some people were like, well, he's gone. Yay. Voted blue no matter who. And it worked. <laughs> Meanwhile, the, a lot of people on the right and independents, even people... I know Democrats who voted for Biden were like, no. Sorry, no. I've even interviewed Democrats on this show. Well, not on this show, but when I did my like when I do my man in the street stuff, and they're like, "Yeah, I voted for Biden." I I did not think he was going to win when I went to bed, and and I woke up. I was very surprised. I can't remember his name. If I can find, I'll put a link to it in the description below. If I remember. Um, he's talking about how he he went to bed, and then when he woke up, 
At first, he was confused as to how Biden won because he was the only one he knew. He lived in a fairly blue, traditionally blue area. He didn't know anybody who was voting for Biden. And even he wasn't very thrilled to be doing it. So he was like, well, Biden's going to lose, but, you know, at least I can say I didn't vote for Trump. And then he wakes up with somebody that, he, yeah, he was like, yeah, Biden won. And I was confused as hell as to how that happened. And, you know, at first, when Trump was saying that the election was stolen, you know, it kind of made some sense to me. You know, they really don't like him. You know, I don't like him, but I don't like him for other reasons. And this is the person I'm talking to. And it's like, yeah. But, you know, I think he just wanted to stay in power, so he pushed a narrative. And it's like, all right, well, I, I, I'm not surprised you came back down to that as a conclusion, but everything up until that point was a very fascinating little insight. So, I don't know, man. I do not know. The election? Yeah. Um, there are things you have to tell the truth about and things that you know that nobody's going to be able to cross-check, right? And so there's a difference between sort of lying about a disprovable fact versus maybe shading your impression of what may have been in someone's mind. And the reporting is that it was always Jared's impression that Donald Trump actually thought he won. That's a little different than him saying, you know, we had a heart-to-heart -heart about it and he, he was absolutely convinced. You, you, again, you've been around. Yeah. Now... Again, I, I talked about this in 2020. Because of the pandemic and how easy... The, when people are easily afraid, the left will flourish. The right thrive in order. When everything's working and everything's in its place and everything's in tune, the right typically... If we're, if we're talking about the right, not in the uniparty sense, but like in like the Rand Paul, Grassley type. And even then, Grassley's sort of iffy with me. But, you know, the populist type. Anyway. You know, when things are working right and everything's going smoothly, the right can dominate and run the narrative. Because they can be like, look at our results. You know, this is what we're doing. If things are so bad, why is everything so good? If we're not doing great, point out to what we're doing wrong. But when things are in chaos and people are afraid and want answers, the right is fucking dog shit at it. Dog shit. So, in 2020, when everyone's afraid and both sides are being pumped full, and even Fox News is pushing a lot of this propaga COVID propaganda bullshit, just a fear monger. And again, the flu wasn't counted in 2020. Flu vaccines weren't distributed in 2020. Dog. It's hard for me not to put some credit into the people who say COVID wasn't real. It was all a scamdemic when it was absolutely a plandemic and a scamdemic. But, you know, sure, perhaps yeah, I'm willing to humor the idea. I actually would be willing to argue on behalf of the idea that most of the deaths and most of the COVID cases we had in this country were actually flu cases. And since we didn't have a virus, have a vaccine, you know, oh God, I'm gonna get some shit in the comments, but you know what? I'm not going to change what I have to say to maintain an audience. Find you, you can watch Sam Cedar about behavior like that. Now, we didn't have a chance to get a, a flu shot out, and I'm not one for the flu shot anyway. I don't really get it. I get my tetanus shot, and depending on if I'm going out of country or depending on where I'm going, I might get, you know, uh, what's it called, rumbella vaccine. I might get something like that. You know, I'm definitely not getting any vaccine that was shit on the market in nine months. Yeah, not happening. Now, 
That being said, I'm just going to get back to the point at hand. Everyone was scared and worked up in 2020. Left, right, people were constantly pumping out misinformation, so no one knew what to do. They just wanted a different. So the people actually went out and voted for Biden, wanted something different, or they just wanted a Democrat in office. Now, with all the fear and everything, we were deprived of a culture war. And, you know, exciting things happened in 2020. Don't get me wrong. It was an eventful year that also feels like it didn't happen. Same thing with 2021. Started with a whimper, ended on a bang. Interesting year 2020. Now, that being said, right, I keep saying that. Only because I'm, I've been up all night working on stuff and my brain's starting to fizzle out on me. And I'm waiting for this NOS energy drink to kick in. So my apologies for the haze. But, going into 2020, or 2020, uh, 2024, people know a lot more about the pandemic on the left and, in the, and on the right, and they're mad as fuck about it. Both sides have come to understand they've been lied to, now both sides have come to a different conclusion about what the truth of the matter is. But either way, it has left a bad taste in these people's mouths for their own party and politicians within their own party. Politicians that they liked not too long ago. Not too long ago. So, I, I, I find myself looking at the science here. I've been saying 2016's on its way here, and, and I think 2016 energy is largely... You know, 2016 2.0 is working its way here. But there's something extra charged in the air as well. And I, and I wonder, will we get the 2016 energy plus all the pent-up shit? Because the 2016 energy we're starting to witness now, you know, the normies being active and all the tactics that we saw in 2016 coming back into play for 2024, we should have seen in 2020, but, you know, pandemic this, pandemic that. People weren't talking about this kind of stuff. People just wanted to focus on the pandemic and Trump. That was it media spin 24 hours so we're gonna get just 2016 2.0 on top of an already like craziness that a regular election would have are we looking for like an extra crazy type fucking year we'll see man rumors are already flying this shit is gonna get spicy i uh i wonder if a defamation lawsuit like how is the trump camp going to respond there hasn't been a response yet Will there be a response? A lot of media is already talking about the story, so we'll see where it goes from here. I'm gonna get some more caffeine in me because this this is uh, I'm, I'm brain fogging.